you are listening to the Kickouts Cover It podcast, available wherever you get your podcast fix. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Kickouts Cover It podcast, available where you get your podcast from, I guess. Um, on today's episode, we will be discussing our favourite general managers. Yep, that's right. From the very beginning, when general managers were introduced into WWE, we will be going all the way back and looking at who our favourites were. Um There's only three of us today. Kenny couldn't be with us again. Rest in peace. I'm only joking. He's not dead. Uh, But he isn't with us today. So it is myself uh, joined with JJ and Lewis. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm doing fun Dabidoza. That's good. That is great, actually. Do you know what? It's it's always good. How are you? People are doing good. How am I? Um, Do you know what? Nobody asks me that. Like, so I, I'm, I'm actually quite good. Scotland lost tonight, but it's okay. We're boogieing all the way to the Euros, so it's all good. Um, I suppose I probably need to, to plug our, our Twitter. So, uh, yeah, follow our Twitter page where we keep you up to date with all things wrestling. Normally, if Kenny was here, he would do it, but since he's not, we're, we're not up to date, but we will keep you up to date. It's at the kickout, or at it's the kickout. Um, Look, without dragging this on too much, JJ, let's just start with you. All right. Who is your favorite GM? Well, my favorite GM, I think I'm going to have to go with Mick Foley because it was right after. <laughs> I think right after, uh, what was it? His match with Triple H? He had a really good run as commissioner when he was GM. And I'm going back to his when he would mess around with Edge and Christian. The Edge said, What is so funny, sir? Are you okay? Somebody, do you not like McFoley? Does somebody have a problem with Cactus Jack? No, I, um, I just I just seen a, a video and it, it made me laugh. Sorry. Oh, I thought I thought you were trying to say something with the master of the cactus elbow. Like who he will kill you. You understand? I would, this I man would never is? say anything bad about Mrs. Foley's baby voice. Well, in all seriousness, like right after he left the kind of like wrestler role and came right into that uh commissioner role on Raw, um, obviously and SmackDown, I feel. Uh not I feel, <laughs> but he was on both shows and <laughs> it was like he he did really good at it. Like the matches he made, he wasn't just entertaining. He got serious. And then at the same time, he was very, very like believable as, as this, Hey, I used to be a wrestler, but now I'm kind of like taking this leadership role. And it wasn't like you had to question it, like miss, like misbelief. Like when celebrities came in, I feel like you had to dispel belief a little bit because it was kind of like, Oh, these guys aren't really going to listen to you. It's weird. Like this makes it seem like more of an attraction. But when McFoley came back, it was, kind of just hey you sucked you right back in you wanted to see what he would do and i feel gm roles get very played out very fast even when he came back uh like last year the year before he was four years ago four years ago it's been that long jesus um 
even when then, like it wasn't even stupid annoying. Like he, I liked seeing what he did. I liked seeing his uh, lashing out back against the authority when he did and ble- going into the Kurt Angle GM area mm-hmm. era. It was it was kind of not like without reason. Like I I've I've talked about um, with you when when I, the reason I like McFoley so much is because his stuff has reasoning to it, and even between the everything he does when he leaves, it's not just like hey I'm gonna go away for a little bit. It's like hey there's a reason, there's a story reason, and at least with him he kind of I I don't know it just kind of captivated me more. No, I mean, I get that. Um, I liked Mick Foley uh, as the commissioner. I liked him when he was GM four years ago. Um, you know, he's, he's one of those characters that, that just make you laugh. And he doesn't have to do something like to be funny, but he just he still makes me laugh. I, I don't know. I've just I've always liked Mick Foley, even when he did the, you know, the... I remember the very kind of first time I seen Mick Foley was... As mankind, when he thing with Vince McMahon in the the hospital room, that sounds so wrong. But he's in the hospital. Yeah, it was with the uh, what was her name? The clown's name. Um, damn oh, God, it! I, I can't remember. Up. Was it Jingles or Bingles or? Um... I think it may have been Jingles, but I, I don't. I'm not going to commit to it. I don't know. But um, you know, he was in there with balloon animals. He's just a funny character, and he was meant to be scary, but. He was a funny character. He was a funny GM. So yeah, I can see why you picked him. Um, I, I think I think going on to that, you can even include his promo work because his promos with I think it was Sami Zayn who were the main ones. But Ooh, it was Yerpel. It was <laughs> what? the clown's name was Yerpel. <laughs> Yerpel. Yerpel the clown. I thought you said Nurple at first. No, Yerpel. I don't even. I don't know if we're allowed to say nurple on podcast. Right, okay, that's definitely a word we're not gonna say on podcasts. Um oh my god. What were you saying, Lewis? I'm sorry for interrupting <laughs> your <pole. laughs> Um all right, I was mentioning his promo work, which I think is very underrated during his GM room. Yeah, he was, it was very, like, he did come across very authoritative because um, even with his stuff versus uh, with Edge and Christian, like I was talking about, um, the how they were trying to weasel their way out of defending the title because he was Mick and they could maybe get away with it and take advantage of him and he would keep, like, cracking down on him. And it was kind of, it was looked at this authoritative role and it was playful too. And it was just kind of awesome to see how he can flip from that to just yelling at somebody and taking somebody serious or just making a match. And it was, he wasn't just a wrestler, but it was, it was, he was playing, telling a story still. And it wasn't just to get to a match. Like, you know, with, um, what's the dude on Adam Pierce now with Adam Pierce, I feel it's just to like get reasoning to a, sh- um, a match or with Tony Khan and AEW you'll hear him next week. We, we have just been told by Tony Khan that this is going to happen. And it's never, I don't know. I think when done right, the GM can play beautifully into a story. It could, it could build up a tag team into getting their titles. It could like what they did with Edge and Christian. It could build up Daniel Bryan to getting the title at WrestleMania. But at the same time, if done horribly, it could just annoy you week after week day after day on your TV. Can so we just kind of give a, 
I'd give a special mention to Adam Pierce for how good a job he actually does. I, I really like Adam Pierce. I find him quite funny. I find him I find like it's perfect. Like he is the the middleman between the the superstars and then obviously Vince, I suppose, um, for like to make the match. So it's good that they're having him on there, but not officially calling him a GM. So I feel like he needs a special mention because he's he's done really well. I like him. Yeah, it is nice to have somebody on the TV that isn't um, overbearingly like with their own agenda. I could say because yeah. I feel like with, with the authority coming in, they have their always they have their own agenda. And with mm. somebody else, this is like, hey, this is gonna grow in its own way. It's not set in stone, so it's pretty cool. Mm. The only problem I have with him is the fact that he's bald. It just bugs me, to be honest. How do you uh do you do you like that he uh allowed for Drew to kind of reclaim what was rightfully his? We're not gonna talk Are you about sure? that. Well, just like the Scotland national team, Drew's gonna be booging for a while. Uh... You know how he he brought out that claymore and uh, just just took his title back, just as you believe he should, because you're the biggest yeah. fan of that man. See, the thing is, is to people, anyone listening, they're trying to draw me in to talk about Drew McIntyre because they know I don't like Drew McIntyre. But we're we're not I'm not going to get dragged in. I'm not going to get suckered into it. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how much I don't like him because do you know what. I'm a professional. I'm a consummate professional, and I wouldn't dare ever think about going on rant on a podcast. Always welcome on the podcast, Drew. He's he's actually said privately. He's like, yeah, I would love for Drew to come on the podcast because he's yeah. such a fan. Do you know he's what? If, if Drew McIntyre is listening, he should come on the podcast because then you know we could ask him questions and. Yeah, let's see. Let's see his answers to it. So yeah, get Drew on the podcast. I'd love to talk to him. Stefan has been quoting this. Has said that Drew's accent actually matches a proper Scottish accent, and that he's not putting on a front at all. He's openly said that hey, like he represents himself. He was like, "That's who I want to be on TV." And I yeah. just, I'm happy you get your hero, Stefan. I'm happy you get your hero. Yeah, and the see the fact that he came out on Monday accent. night. He came out wearing the kilt. He was showing his, his culture, his heritage. Loved every single second of it. It was not overbearing. It was just utterly perfect. And he's so, American Scottish accent. You know, it's, it's spot on. You can't have an American Scottish accent. Like it's a well, he does it. Accent. He does it. He does it. It's brilliant. Yeah. Beautiful like. accent. Amazing accent. Well, not to change tide too much, but I guess obviously we're not going to get Stefan's rant on this podcast. Stefan, what is your favorite GM? Uh, my favorite GM has to be Eric Bischoff. Um, I, I love Eric Bischoff. Um, and I, I think at the time he was, I underappreciated how good he was. And then I watched the WCW Nitro um, thing on the WWE Network, and you see how much of a a visionary this man was, um, you know, with taking WCW to the next level and competing with WWE. So for them, then to bring him into the company was was box office in itself. I just thought he was a great GM. His character fit well. Um, everyone expected him to, to be a bastard um, 
and he was a bit of a bastard of a GM, but I, I, I loved every every single second of it. And looking back when WWE were bringing out their, their GM for like 2016, it should have been Bischoff uh, instead of Foley. Then when it was Angle, it should have been Bischoff. So yeah, they, they missed a trick getting them back in. Um, and it's just a shame he couldn't continue his role like, in creative as the... Uh, whatever Bruce Pritchard's title is right now. Um, shame they couldn't get him in that because the guy's a visionary of professional wrestling. I said the guy's a visionary of professional wrestling. I'm I'm not necessarily one to agree uh, with with Eric Bischoff's greatness in wrestling. I, I like I think he's entertaining for sure. Um, I've seen a lot of his the interviews between from like whether it be Jim Cornette or um, people right. in general from or the Andersons in from WCW that have had to deal with him and it's just a lot of just shady stuff that's gone down with Bischoff like the way he fired Austin the way he fired Pop, uh, X-Pac and it's just he's wait, just wait, hold on I never heard the X-Pac story hold on quickly <laughs> go on tell me uh, it was similar to Austin when he was injured. Like um, Scott Hall and Kevin Ash had had uh, Bischoff's back and or Xbox back, and don't quote me on this, but I think there was a situation where someone got sent home and to teach. It was more of like they fired Xbox, or it seemed like he fired Xbox to teach a lesson mm. more than anything else. And it was so Xbox was the um, it was a stooge then, kind of, and it's just like. You don't you don't really do that to somebody's livelihood, so I don't know. Nah, I do. I respect that. Well done, Eric. Love it. Jesus. Um. No, I I I don't mind that like someone being ruthless. Um, like that. I, I it doesn't bother me. It's business at the end of the day. But um, from a storyline point of view, I thought it was great. Um. So so yeah has to be up there. Um, also, my second most favourite uh, GM was Mike Adamley. Yeah. Do you remember Mike Adamley, JJ? Uh, why would you want him as your GM? What, why would you not? Because uh, what was it? What would he call Jeff Hardy? He flubbed and called him yeah, Jeff Harvey. Yeah. Look, every, anyone right. can make a mistake. You know, people make mistakes all the time. Everybody has those days. Yeah, everybody does have those days. Everybody does make mistakes, and it's okay. And and it's allowed. You know, the, the guy was just a, a great general manager, one of the greats uh, that WWE have had. So he's definitely up there. It's my, my second best. Um, just wish he followed me on Twitter. All right. That is a plan for you and you only, for Mike Adamley to follow you on Twitter. I feel like people aren't going to appreciate how good Mike Adamley's uh, job was until Maybe he like, years down the line. He, he would have, I think he was great. Um, just shame he never got the chance to, to continue that greatness. So, yeah, big Mike Adamley fan here. All right. Sorry. Um, by the way, in case anyone doesn't know, it, it's just a joke. It's just... Um, Sometimes we come onto the podcast and we give absolutely ridiculous choices as who, you know, our favourite champions are, you know. I feel like that's a shot. I feel like there's a dig somewhere in there. Really? <laughs> you, may, you may want to check that hole in your back, mate, because it's, it's wide open. Well, you work for my GMs, mate. 
I already know your GMs. It's a privilege of being the host of this podcast. I know what you're going to say. And every time you mention their name, there's going to be a big beep right over it so that you <laughs> don't have to embarrass yourself because your choices are absolutely woeful, just like the unaired version of the WWE champions. Fucking Seamus, by the way. Seamus. <laughs> See, he was brilliant. I don't know what you mean. We're going to get my dream match soon as well. We're going to get Seamus versus Drew McIntyre. It's going to be brilliant. Oh, Christ, shut up. <laughs> Are you joking? I, I, I don't even think you're joking. That that's the thing is you're not. You're being serious because you're a new wrestling fan and that actually annoys me. You could pick any champion in the history of WWE, but you pick a ginger milk bottle in Sheamus. <laughs> I don't understand it. By the way, I'm not being racist there. I think he openly he was openly referred to that on TV. Yeah, um, I loved his 2010 run. It was brilliant. Oh God, yeah, it, it was amazing. He bet John Cena by John Cena falling through a table. Uh, he, he then retained it. it uh, he then won it back at Fatal Four Way uh, because of the Nexus. Then retained it at Money in the Bank, and then I don't know what else happened because do you know what? It wasn't relevant enough to remember. And um, the last WWE main championship he had was five years ago, just like it should have been. So, so what's your problem with my dream match then? Have you, have you got a problem with Sheamus or Drew McIntyre? No. I tried, JJ. I tried. <laughs> Me, on Not the other time. hand, I have an issue with Sheamus. Oh, no. Here is my issue with Sheamus, sir. So... Not only is his character like relatively boring, he's That's all right. he does is say fella, fella, yeah. fella. Yeah. All he does, all he of, does, a couple of beers, fella. 1 800 fella was boring. Do you remember when he did the whole thing feud with Alberto Del Rio in 2012 and he stole his car? And he would always refer to Alberto Del Rio, by the way, who's an absolute bastard. Bertie, Bertie, ah, Bertie, yeah, who well, nickname. It, like I, I actually liked him when he came back and he was seemingly like a serious and he was just like kicking the crap out of everybody. And then that just stopped after like a week or two. And it was well, really when he had that, that mad uh, beard. The... Yeah, he had the stupid pirate beard with the, oh with, the with the whatever. Like it looks stupid and I get I think it. He looked but his character for the first time, I was like, damn, this is kind of badass. And then they just fucked it. Yeah, I mean, you, you watch Fireface this Sunday at Survivor Series. It's gonna be great. I'm not the excited, fact that the, the the match that I wanted to happen isn't happening means I'm not watching Survivor Series. So I won't see Fireface in all his glory. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's move on to you. Let's move on to your pick as GM. And remember, uh, <laughs> no one's gonna know because I'm gonna bleep it. Well, well, first off, I'm just going to name some of, you know, the, the, the greats, you know, mm. <laughs> the great gems. What have we had? We've had um, Booker T. That, that was a good run for him, wasn't it? Uh, that was a good one. Uh, we, we've had uh, Vicky Guerrero. That was memorable. An underrated one. It, yep, yep, yep. I, I miss her, you know, excuse me, in my ear, 24-7. My what? Exactly, she... Uh, you know, we had people like Brad Maddox. He was um, oh, underrated. Um, um, but but I think slightly, I think slightly. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the uh, GM just before we had a uh, page coming in. Uh, I'm gonna pick Daniel Bryan. 
Okay, I'll rate that. I think that's um, a great choice, actually. I mean, I think it was just because how much I missed him from when he had his retirement and it felt like edge all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, to then, when he had the role, you're thinking, can Daniel Bryan do this as good as he was an in-ring performer? And in my opinion, it was brilliant. And I guess it was brilliant also because of Shane McMahon. He was underrated, kind of, because he was like the tweener, like commissioner with him. Um, but he had some brilliant stuff when he was GM. I mean, there was the rivalry with The Miz that was on Talking Smack. Um, I, Arguably I just think, The Miz's best promo work. Oh, easily. I mean, he's never been bad at promos, The Miz. He's always been up there with the top of them. Um, he's never been bad at promos. Do you not remember the episode of of Raw where he had to read from his hand like visibly because he forgot his lights? Oh, we to see that's a newcomer coming into a company. You know, he's a model, isn't he? He's a he's a he's an A lister. Right? Forget list. forget Dwayne Johnson. All right, forget that. John list Cena. of YouTube videos I have to send you of compilations of people just finding when Miz just stutters or messes up his lines or whatever he does in the ring and just botches. I'm not going like to watch them. But... Yeah, I like The Miz, so I'm definitely not oh, going to watch them. I, think I mean, I mean look, guy, are, you, but... are you dating Maurice? Think not. The guy so he's the not dating her either. He's married to her. Well, it's the same thing, isn't it, right? He gets to bed with her. He does the right, business. Okay, right. We're not going down, down that route. We're a PG podcast well actually we're not we say fuck quite a lot but you've just said bastard about 10 times shut up you bastard um yeah like, we're not going to go down that route all right some of us have got a career to think about we're not going to talk about <laughs> that kind of shenanigans on the podcast that's right oh, okay so yeah daniel bryan daniel bryan okay all right the bold db uh you know i rate that um it's actually quite a a good show i like daniel bryan's run as gm um i thought it was great and the best thing, it led to his obviously in-ring career coming back. Exactly, um, which was the best outcome. Um, and I remember always saying that's never going to happen. He's never going to wrestle again. People are wanting him to get back in the ring. It's never going to happen. Um, and it did, so I was glad to be wrong. Um, but yeah, no, that's a, that's a solid choice. Um, and ho- he said that he's stepping away from the ring maybe in the next year or two. So um, it'd be nice to have him back as, you know something anyway but, yeah. but we'll see um okay well i don't have any i don't have any other gms um that i'm thinking of um, he was a good one he wasn't even gm well sorry the anonymous raw general manager yeah but that still wasn't Hornswoggle. um i mean stone cold was a great gm um he was my second pick he was AI. Yeah, he was because a lot of the stuff he did with Bischoff was just so great. I mean, um, especially with him, Eugene, and Bischoff, when Eugene would just pick on, uh, I mean, Bischoff would pick on Eugene and then Stone Cold saved the day or Hogan had to save the day and stuff like that. Just that, that whole situation was just good storytelling. And then him chasing down Bischoff with the ATV, being the sheriff to town and basically combating everything. I forgot who it was, but I there need was no- to. I need to reference something for a second. Eugene, Austin, and Bischoff is me, James, and you. Oh my god, that's mean. 
which one's Bischoff, me or you? Or who's Austin? The well, fact you know James is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, obviously I'm Bischoff. I love Bischoff. Uh, what oh, God. That means I'm saving the day for James. <laughs> you did. You used to save the day with James. Oh, jeez. You kicked me from a party when you saved the day once, but we're not going to go into that story. <laughs> oh, God. But with Austin as GM, he really did, like, do a lot of cool stuff. Like, it was right after he retired, too, so it was it was pretty cool to see him back in the ring, like, back in mm. and still be involved, even though he wasn't in the regular ring anymore, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, I, I get that. Yeah. Definitely a good one, a good shout. Um but so many GMs, there's there's so many hard like to think about. Um, you know, Lewis mentioned a couple. Uh, Vicky Guerrero, I, I think she was very underrated. She got the response that she wanted from being GM. Um, you know, she was a heel and she played it to perfection and she made matches in favour of Edge uh, because that was her I was gonna say lover, but yeah. Um, she had a so, lot of lovers in that storyline. Uh, big show I remember that one big show there was Edge oh and then Edge was I'm not thinking she had a lot of love she had two and then Edge like had Alicia Fox yeah whole bunch of gross yeah a whole load of grossness yeah hickeys um but yeah she was she was a great GM um just try to think if there's any others that, that stood out I I think there's quite a few to being. Did AJ Lee like, stand out to you? To me, yes. no, because her storyline was legit all surrounding her and Cena or her and Punk. And it wasn't like Came. it was. To, yeah, it wasn't to me. It wasn't too much like, a, oh, hey, this is a GM. This is just a separate story pertaining to GM. Mm. And it doesn't really have to do with Raw. Like when I think of a good Raw um, GM, it made the whole brand of Raw good mm. it wasn't just one separate um entity that's why um who was it i think um <clears throat> when they had bret hart come in like everyone does think it's good but it's like it's not i'm not a biggest fan of when he came in was gm like I forgot about yeah because it, like it just took over as him versus mcmahon it wasn't really anything gme and then he won the u.s title while he was gm and it was just kind of stupid um, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, do you know what ruined Kurt Angle's fine? The Triple H Stephanie bitching about. Jason Jordan. Yeah, I got it right, bingo. If this was a quiz. Okay, hear me out, hear me out. Do you, I think Chad Gable should have been his son. He kind of looks yes. like Kurt. And he's an Olympian. Or does he not have a storyline at all? Why do they need it? Like, why did they need that specific storyline? Yeah, exactly. That's that's a fair point. It's like the McMahon horn swallow uh, thing all over again, and it wasn't great the first time. Oh, we want to talk about good GMs. William Regal. No, no. I really liked William Regal. He was a detestable GM, especially when he was GM, uh, and especially like during the stuff with him versus Chris Jericho going into that mania. Like that was great, and then when he would, like, turn off the broadcast on TV. Like, just William Regal in general. Even now on NXT, William Regal is a great GM. He's a great – okay, maybe on NXT. 
But I, I mean, I'm talking like Raw SmackDown. Um, if I'd known that, I would have picked them. Um, oh, I, I know the other pick you forgot about. You were meant talking about earlier. Um, well, I'll touch on that in a second. But what pissed me off with Regal was he, he would end the episodes of Monday Night Raw like 10 minutes early. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, why are you ending broadcasts early, you stupid, funny-haired little man? It, it really irritated me. I, I think there's a lot of stuff like character based, like, oh, we hate him because of this. We're doing this because we hate him. Like, I, I think hating somebody, he, like, that should just be left for the wrestler. Like, mm. don't put that on your GM because, like, it gets annoying because we all get annoyed at the authority because of stuff that happens. I like the authority, but I wouldn't class him as a GM. Yeah, like, the same stuff like we've seen at least i saw it we said that was, jesus at least i thought we saw the same stuff over and over again from mcmahon like we saw him be this detestable heel figure after that we saw stephanie after that even we saw shane and we saw kane Laurinaitis. like it's all mm. these detestable heel figures that it's just time and time again where it makes it kind of annoying and it makes you want to oh. go back to the days where that's uh, what I'm glad like, Adam Pierce has come in because it's no, it's not like that anymore. I was kind of getting like happy with the, what was it right before? Um, it was like right, right before what, like what did Shane or somebody came back and they were like, we're giving the power to you, the people, and they tried yeah. that for a week and then they just totally yeah. fucked it. I don't remember Kevin that. Owens mentioned that in a promo actually on SmackDown. Jeez. Good times. Um, but I think that wraps it up for this episode. Um, we spoke about our favourite GMs um, and a whole load of other stuff that we probably didn't need to. But um, I hope you all enjoyed it. And if you did, then feel free to, to, to like and follow our podcast because it's on Anchor. It's hosted by Anchor, but it's available on Spotify. So go follow it keep up to date for the the next episode and um yeah we will see you all next time thank you guys for for coming on and taking taking part in it yeah of course yeah yeah not like like you're forced to be here or anything he's got knives guys he's got knives lots of them all right that's it oh shit oh no what (laughs) 